This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out... Why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is, do opposites attract? Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. So you're a Leo, and they're a Scorpio. OMFG, you're totally into each other, but you're star-crossed lovers. Total opposites. Will it ever work? I mean, society and science tells us opposites attract. The whole magnets have opposing charge and shit. But is it actually true? Or is it another Disney trope we have to beat out of our dating brains? We're going to find out. But before we get into the episode, you know what I'm about to say. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. So check your phones. See if you subscribe. And please tell your friends about the podcast. That's how we spread the word. Um, word of mouth is the best. Also, please kindly leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. And follow us on social media. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. Aisha's not here with us today. Our girl's busy. What, what, what are we going to do? You know, she's living her life. But you can follow her on social media. She's at Aisha Says Dance. And I'm your complicated friend. So I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Figure that out. Um, we are also, we also have merch available. Check us out at tpublic.com and get yourselves like a kind of dating mug. You know, give it to a friend. Uh, cuffing season is beginning or ending. I don't know whichever one, but fucking make them feel better with a kind of dating shirt or hoodie. Um, Okay, we're jumping into this amazing episode. I'm so excited. We have a very uh, rising, but not rising, because he's already kind of made it, star with us here today. Um, His name is uh, Kapil Talwarkar, and he's from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. You know him. He's also in the new Night Court which is Woo. fucking awesome, right? And we both uh, acted together in our friend's film, American-ish, which is in festivals and in select theaters now. Couple, what's up? I, did I butcher your last name as an Indian? Well, here's the thing. I just go by Tall Walker just 
as since I was a kid because it's been butchered. I know. What is the correct? It's it's the walker. The walker. Okay. Okay. I thought I I was like, did I somehow screw that up? Yeah. I mean, I look. I go like cap tall walker. Okay. So. So I mean, but yes, it's Kapil Talvolkar. And no, because I hear people say your name is Kapil, and I'm like, oh. Oh well, my mom. So here's the thing. My mom actually uh, named you Kapil. Well, no, my dad says Kapil, but but my mom goes Kapil. Oh, interesting. That's why I was like, you know, all right, Kapil, and and all right, let's roll Kapil, because the thing is, like, a lot of like Americans, yeah, who are like just grew up here, can't do the feel without the diphthong at the end. Yeah, so, um, you know, so it's it's like I, I, it's the friendly version of being able to like pronounce it that I also like. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. So I kind of said it wrong. Then I said couple. No, but that's like how my. That's my how dad, your dad would say it. Okay. That's how my dad would okay. say it. Okay. So your dad uh, would be proud of me. Your mom my dad would be like, yes, that's my kid. And you Somebody, got it right. Somebody got it right. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I just want to say, I'm so excited to be on here because I've, I have like, first of all, I have like heard it before. And, and I was like, why hasn't you called me on? I and, know it's, it's like sometimes the people closer to you, you always feel like, oh, am I pressuring them to like be on something? Maybe they don't feel comfortable being on, but like, of course, like, and you were busy, dude, you were a series regging and killing it. And Zoe's right. extraordinary playlist. What could, all, right, you know? all right. But now I'm on, cause I saw all these like really awesome topics. And I'm like, I want to talk about this. This You're is welcome so cool. Anytime you want. So now yeah, that, you know, like it's a complete open invitation. Um, right. Guys, uh, you you don't know this, but Kapil and I uh, did a small, I did a little small cameo in this film called American-ish um, that is in theaters now. It's by my really great friend, um, Isa Fatima uh, and Iman Zawari. And uh, please check it out if you can, uh, if it's available. It's in the film festival circuits, killing it. It's doing great. Kapil plays this, you know, the, the love interest of who was also supposed to be here, Selena Qureshi. Um, who is uh, the you know one of the stars of Americanish, and she's also in the Society. And Madam Secretary was supposed to be here. She had um, a, a personal uh, thing happen, so uh, she couldn't make it. But you play her love interest in that, and I'm yeah. your bitchy girlfriend. Yeah, it was. It's. It was. By the way, so the first, the first scene, one of the first scenes ever that we filmed on this. Like I saw you. And I was like, okay, Shahid enters with his smoking hot girlfriend and Mariam is sitting looking at both of them. And I'm like, yes, let's go. The Jews. Yep. <laughs> I know I had the best time, but the brief little time I spent yes, on set, it was, it was so fun. Yeah, it was a blast. And, um, and it's I, so funny. Of course, I was like, of course, I'm the bitchy fucking girlfriend <laughs> it's, it's like so opposite of who i am in life but on camera everybody's yeah, always like I mean, okay she's the sex bomb and she's a bitch and i'm like, yeah literally here's the thing i like drop off a backpack and then you go shahid come on and <laughs> or something like that and i'm like i'm yeah i'm i'm fucking coming i just 
I do something where I'm like checking out my nails and I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, I'm just such a bitch. Yeah, yeah, just checking out. Like, yeah, no, they're slightly crooked. Yeah. <laughs> so it is funny because today's topic is about opposites. And, uh, you know, before I get in, we ask every guest the exact same question on the show. So, Gupil, single or in a relationship? I am single. Meeting people? Ready? Open? Not, I'm not? saying meeting people. Okay. Um... Because, you know, uh, some people with COVID are like, I'm not into meeting people, but you're, you're cool with it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I ask a lot of questions about vaccination and a bunch yeah. of stuff and make, making sure that they've been fairly, um, you know. Vaxxed and waxed. Vaxxed and waxed. Waxed part? <laughs> waxed is how my dad would say vaxed. So. <laughs> vaxed and vaxed. Waxed. So, uh, <laughs> waxed so, and vaxed, yeah. yeah. Vaxed. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I just make sure that they've been safe and back, they are vaxed. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's where I'll roll the dice. But if I have, if I have, like, if I'm shooting something within the next week or so, I definitely am not doing any meeting up with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't take that risk. Yeah. So how does somebody like you, you're, you know, this actor in these big ass shows, like, are you on Raya or are you on regular apps or do you just meet people through I'm, life? What do you do? I'm on Raya and I'm on Hinge. Um, I like Hinge because of, of the videos and all that kind of stuff. I think there's just so much more personality that you can show on Hinge. I like Hinge. That's where I met my boyfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. It's on Hinge. Yeah. It's dope because there's also just more like, it mimics real life, like first interactions better. And I don't know why the quality is a little better about it. Yeah. The pool is somehow better. The pool is just, wait, everyone's just a little bit more attractive here. Yes. I don't know if it's the app. I don't know if they like enhance pictures or something on it, but. Hot people just like. Boost colors. Yeah. Hinge, okay, um, but but yeah, I like Hinge a lot, and then Raya, yeah, is I've been on it recently, and it's cool. It's just like the Rodeo Drive of dating apps. So, <laughs> and and so I'm, I have I had to like get like pictures for this thing because oh, wow. I had my like my Hinge thing, and during my headshot session, I was like, you know what. I'm like going to be going on these dating apps. Can we like throw in a couple lifestyle? Here's me holding a guitar. Can you take a couple snaps? <laughs> That's perfect. At least you would do that. I'm always like, whenever guys show me their profiles, I'm like, why wouldn't you just ask somebody to take a nice picture when you're at, at a wedding? Like if you're out at a wedding or some event or you went out with your boys that night, ask somebody to take a fucking picture of you in a nice outfit and not your yes. basketball shorts at home with the jungly bung, you know, like a fucking wife beater on, like, no. Wife beater, basketball shorts, selfie in the mirror. Yes. I'm like, no, dude, this is like low quality. It's like, it also is like, yo, this dude has nothing going on, you know? And w- what does that say about this person's life? Be like, yeah, what's up? This is what I have to offer, girl. I'm just, I know. And I'm just like, don't you have any friends? Just ask somebody. I know guys feel like weird about it, but I'm really insisting guys, ask your friends. Cause 
some people are attractive and they just take like they have bad pictures on their sites or in their profiles. Yeah. I yeah, they're yeah. Or I think picture order is also important. Oh yeah. What is what's your advice on picture order? Here's the thing. I think it's gotta start off with the best picture first. Obviously, everyone knows yep. that. Okay. More but, face. I think it should be more face. More face for the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, come on. And then first thing that catches your eye. Yeah. And I think the second one, if you're on hinge, mm-hmm. the second one should be the video. Oh, I didn't even know they have a video now. They have a video. You can oh. have a whole video option. Oh, wow. I think the second one should be the video because it's like you can see this person moving around <laughs> and seeing like them doing things. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then you pivot to like a certain sort of event or like out with the guys and and then maybe end with something funny. But yeah. those like just mixing it up a little bit like that is, is the and way. And you actually go through people's profiles? Well, that's the thing. Usually, the that, that's why I say the first one's got to be so important because it's like, like yeah. most people, it's a no right off the bat, right? It's like, oh yeah, nope, nope, that guy, yep. don't like it. That guy, huge forehead, don't like him. He's balding. I don't like. They just like one thing, and then you're yeah. like, boom, someone's out of the game. Totally. So I think that, um. Definitely to do that. Like so, before we jump into like our actual topic, I want to know what 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 are you looking for when you're out there with people? I think something that's like absolutely non-negotiable is a good sense of humor. Oh yeah, I think that I like someone that likes to laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just some people say like, oh well, sometimes you know, it's like, oh, I don't think things are funny. It's like then try better, try harder, be more open to seeing why something's funny. And I think that um, if someone enjoys laughing, it just goes to show that, I think this is getting maybe a little bit too into, into yeah. a, a biological perspective from like, it just shows that person can handle pressure. And, right. And can handle a tough situation by laughing about it. I particularly have a very fucked up dark sense of humor. Yeah. I think that uh, that's you that's get the, second dates. Well, here's the thing. I if it for me, it's like if you enjoyed the joke and we both liked each other, we would obviously want a second date. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, let, but let's get into so so today we're talking about opposites attracting, right? And yeah. Uh, in American-ish, you're, you're this sweet, put together, you know, the, the boy next door type of character. And you're into my bitch ass. Yes. In a set, in a sense, right? Which is like a little opposite. So like, but then at the same time, you're also, do you think you were also a little opposite to, to the Miriam character? So here's the thing. I think having been through the gamut of the, of the dating scene now, if there's a guy or a girl that's like into maybe someone who's a little bit bitchy, I think that 
maybe that person thinks, oh my God, she or he is so hot and I'll, I'll put up with his personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, hotness. Yeah. I think that like from Shahid's perspective, I'm like, okay. Oh my gosh, she's so hot. Yes, she's fucking annoying sometimes. Like, oh my God, I'm a super hot girl. Right? And then when I look at Mariam, I think there's more of a connection there. Mm. And, and, and so I see a guy who's stuck between, I see a hormonal young dude stuck between like having the hot arm candy girlfriend and going for someone that actually understands him a little bit more. So, yeah. And isn't that like the, that's the conundrum of life, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Cause like when you're swiping on apps too, it's kind of like that. Like so many people will just swipe on the person that's really hot without ever looking or scrolling down and seeing like, can they put a sentence together? Are they, do they, are they funny or do they even seem like a nice person? Um, and sometimes like you can tell pretty quickly, like on an, I think for guys, Sorry, for girls, it's easier for us to, I think, see it on somebody's profile. Like a, like a fuckboy looks like a fuckboy. Yeah. You know, it's the guy who you said is like standing in front of a mirror with his shirt off and basketball shorts. And yeah. He, and his video is flashing lights that match the music that he's playing. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's in his bedroom. Yeah. So... There's like red flags everywhere. Red flag central. Red would flag. you date, would you want to date basically another version of yourself or somebody totally different? Like, have you ever thought about that? I think, okay, I, I have thought about this. Since you told me that this is what we're talking about, I have thought about this. I think that, okay, so before I get into this, I want to talk about my friends. Like who are close to me. Mm-hmm. So one of my best friends is this guy named Osama. Okay. He and I went to college together. He and I, in terms of interests, have nothing in common. Nothing. Like music, movies, sports, everything's opposite. Nothing. But he is my best friend. And I thought about this like platonically first. I was like, platonically, let's take a look at this. I mean, he, he is a beautiful man though. So if I was gay, I would definitely fuck with someone. Yeah. But platonically, I think that it's a wavelength thing. That when we say opposites attract, Usama and I share similar perspective on life, on how we see the world, on how we're both from immigrant upbringings. We both have a drier sort of messed up sense of humor. We both are, you know, have similar views on, um, on what's going on in the world. And as a result, even though literally nothing in common. We talk about things being in common. The thing that will hold someone together, I think is wavelength. Yes. So now when I translate that to the dating world, 
right? I think that at the minimum in these opposites attract, right? At the minimum, 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 that person should share a wavelength with you. Mm. And then if everything else is different, everything else, I think even your energies, like Usama is so chill and I'm a little bit chaotic, right? But we have the same wavelength on, and I described what that is, right? So I think that when we talk about opposites attract, that's what it is. Wavelength is non-negotiable. It has to be there. But you could like opposite things, be opposite people, personalities even. But that is, I think, the, needs to be there. Very, very well said. But have you ever found yourself sort of in a situation where you've been attracted to the op, like yeah. somebody completely opposite? And why do you think in general, I feel like people romanticize this idea of, oh, if I met somebody and they're completely opposite of me, that must be more of a fit. So like, do you have any thoughts about that? About if even the wavelength's not there? Yeah, like have you ever experienced it where you've been attracted, like, or you've dated somebody completely opposite of you? Did it work out? Yes, just, I mean, it didn't work out. I I dated them just because I thought they were really hot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and, And then like when I was like, oh, all right, well, I'm, I can't put up with their personality any longer. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, that's it. But when I truly think about opposites attract, I have dated someone. I'm thinking one person in particular. I dated her like a few years ago. And everything about her life was different than mine. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm an actor. She was a PhD student. I'm loud and this and that. She was incredibly quiet and reserved. Um, she liked the types of food. I love spicy, whatever food. Couldn't handle it. All those things put together, I, I think that that person, we dated for a while and it just didn't work out because she, she actually, it just didn't work out actually because she moved and then like things got weird and we just stopped talking and, uh, but I think that was an example of opposites attract for me, mm-hmm. where actually in a weird way, uh, it, those, those things that we didn't have in common because of our actual you know, attraction to each other and connection with each other, we wanted to be open and learning about what are the things that are just so different. Like I I would have so many conversations with her about her paper, her like dissertation, or, and she would love to talk about, you know, the kind of stuff I'm doing in a movie or, you know, a show or something, or, um, so there, it just led to more conversations. And I just think if there's, there's an interest and need and willingness to like want to learn about the other person because of that wavelength, then I think opposites will attract. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my two cents. Yeah. I mean, I feel, uh, you know, would it surprise you to know? So a lot of people anecdotally think that opposites attract, right? Like I, I kind of said in the beginning of this episode where society has taught us or even science has said magnets, uh, positive and and negative charge they they attract and so it's this idea that 
um, you know, biologically or scientifically, we are meant to like our opposite. But case studies have shown that people are actually more attracted to people like themselves. And it's kind of exactly what you're saying, which is it's not just the the surface level traits, right? You're quiet or you're loud. She's quiet. The one person likes rom-coms. One likes horror movies. It's not about that. It's about even what you're saying correctly, the wavelength, but also below that, the values that that create what your wavelength is, right? Um, It's why like you can be around some people and, and not. Um, cause I've, I've definitely dated all types of people and have definitely dated more than one person that was like my opposite, especially when I was like younger and I thought, okay, well, you know, you're experimenting. You're like, I don't know, maybe the guy who dropped out of high school and is completely opposite of me would be right. And it didn't matter. I realized like it never mattered what somebody did academically even or whatever. It was really the values that were driving those people that either made or broke a relationship. Yeah. And, um, you know, we talk about like humor and like why girls or guys date someone that's like, you know, so different than them. I think when we talk about humor, it's like, it's a wavelength thing. It's a values thing. It's a how I see the world thing. It's a relatability thing, right? So. Yeah, I mean, especially, okay, have you have you ever asked yourself why people are attracted to their opposite? Why? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the, that's the answer. I think if, there's, if there is anything, I think it's, curiosity to learn something different mm-hmm. um, while values and wavelengths still being the same. And also I think, like, okay, biologically, I think that as the world is changing, I think people who are different than you, and this might be totally incorrect, but if we think about survival of the fittest, right? Mm-hmm. And spreading your gene pool to the next generation. I think that like I might be attracted to someone who has like I I bring to the table these traits, right? And someone else brings to the table all these other traits. So maybe there's something inside of me genetically, biologically that's saying, wow, if we make a baby with such different traits, like that baby has a very high chance of survival in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. They, there's a, a psychologist named John Mayer, and he says that uh, that the, the actual attraction to your opposite is over a quality that you would like to develop or build in yourself. And so that does make sense in a, in a way, right? Like, oh, I like this person that's so outgoing. I'm not that outgoing, but maybe it'll help me build the skill. And also if you were to fuck and knock, like knock somebody up and have a baby, like that baby might have these additional skills that I don't have. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's why I think people do the height thing. I hate to say it. I'm a little, I'm a I, I'm not a little, I'm a heightist. And, and my big, you know, people are always like, oh, 
why are you, why, why you're so small? I'm like, I'm five, two and a half. Give me the half. Oh. But I'm like, everybody's like, how could you, you know, why do you like somebody taller? I'm like, listen, I don't know if I want kids, but if one day I had kids, I need to average that shit out. You know, like you got to think about it. Like I can't. Well, here's the thing. It's like right now that is a, that is a genetic trait that people like. There might be other times in history that being shorter was more beneficial, right? Or so, you know, um, like people like a six pack right now, but. What are you talking about? Dad bods are totally in. I know dad bods are totally in, but dad bods were totally also in, in like the Ottoman empire, because it means that you can feed your family. Right. So it just depends on what's going on in the time, I think. And like right now it's like, we see magazines and social status means you got six, you know, a six pack and everything. And so. Instagram culture, Instagram culture and, and all that kind of stuff, I think plays an impact in, what we think is physically attractive, but like, it just depends on like what's going on in society and how that's impacting your tastes. Um, biologically, I think. Um, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting perspective. I didn't think about like maybe what's, what's also going on in pop culture and stuff might influence what people are into or who they're into. Like what if, like, what if dad bots got so in that we were sort of like turned off by people with six packs, right? Yeah. First of all, gym trainers would lose a lot of money. <laughs> two, two, it would just change the way, like, it, it would change other things too, yeah. right? Um, I, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's just what I think. I, I Yeah, yeah. Um. What are sort of, you know, you said you have dated some people that were a bit opposite of you. Um, what have been sort of some of the benefits of that? And and what do you think are some of the things that sort of suck about it? Um, I think the stuff that didn't work, I'll put that right now, is usually having to do with schedule. Mm. Because... When when I dated another actor, we were we always like were free during the day, and then at night we were either working or 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 something, right? Because we had to keep those times open for auditions, so we would spend a lot of time together. And then that had its benefits and negatives too. Um, but on the opposite side, someone who is working around the clock, and then I. I could only see them for a few hours at night, but I I have to be working at night. Then I'll never see this person. So mm-hmm. I think schedule wise, um, it's definitely a thing because I I don't work a nine to five, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm dating someone that is, I'm sort of, um, I have to work around that schedule. But benefits, I think, has to be learning about, like. I want. I went on a date recently with like an ex-professional clown. That's so cool. And she gave me so many stories about physical comedy and learning and being part of a clown troupe. And 
I had so many questions and, and I could, and personality wise, there's a sense of like, because I have some improv skills from just acting and stuff. Right. But being a clown is improv skills on steroids. So like every time I would roll with something, there's like a physicality of improv that this person would like respond with. And I was learning something and developing what I already knew. And I just, I'm so curious to see what, and um, it, it, it was just really cool. And I would have never had that experience if I was also dating someone who was in the same profession as me, maybe. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, I think, I think the, the learning new things and having new experiences part is, is really one of the beautiful things of, again, dating people that have different interests at, at the least, you know, I, again, I still believe that your values need to align in some way, but I think it's fun when somebody doesn't like the same things you like because it, or even styles of music. My only deal, my, I have, I do have a deal breaker with the music thing. I'm like, you could like anything, but I don't want to wake up to country music or metal. <laughs> I, I love my friends who love those things. I just don't want to date somebody because I, that music will give me anxiety in the morning. In the morning. Absolutely. Uh, I recently, I was also in a very similar boat to you. I also am like, oh, country, heavy metal, not my thing. Then I took a trip to Nashville. Oh, snap. And I was like, I will never like country music. I have now written 10 country songs. Yes, I love it. I, the reason is because I found my way in. Yeah. And my way in was blues. Um, I love blues, which is adjacent. Yes. And I love like Otis Redding and, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and these incredible blues artists. And, and they sort of created the foundation for modern day country music. And so I was like, okay, well, there's bluesier country music that is honors that sort of 60s, 70s. And that's something that I'll like listen to and gravitate towards. So that's the No, this is true. I used to, I mean, I got to say, country fans, don't hate me, okay? I used to love Shania Twain. She's Canadian. I used to love that. Uh, She's, man, she was like the original. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I'm saying like, that said, whenever I have dated people who have had different likes and dislikes, it's like, it's been fun because then I did get to learn something different. My boyfriend now is, a you know, he produces techno music and, and he's like a, you know, a charting producer and DJ. And, and it's like, I was never into techno music and he knows this. But now I'm like, oh, I'm like learning. I'm like learning about the different styles. And now I can hear the differences a little. I'm like, oh, this sounds like this. This sounds a little industrial. This sounds melodic. Um, so like, that's a small example of of being able to learn. It also teaches you compromise, right? Like yeah. I'm sure when you when you were in those relationships, scheduling and stuff like that, it teaches you like, oh, okay, maybe we'll allot this time that's just for us. Or you you start becoming a little bit flexible and finding middle ground. I mean, by the way, we talk about music and I think though. Yes, there's a level of like 
you can tolerate some music, but I think music, man, you know, like Usama, going back to Usama. He the listens bromance. to the bromance. He listens to what? Deep House. And yeah. I just want to say that I absolutely cannot stand that thing. I cannot fucking stand Deep House. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, am I listening? It's like half an hour later. It's like, have we been listening to the same fucking song? And I'm it's like, bro, you don't, it's like, bro, you, you don't get it now. Like, we've just listened to 12 different songs. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? And so. I get it. That's like metal music. I mean, th- and that's what I'm saying. There, There is a limit to everything, right? Like there, there's an area that we're willing to be flexible. Yeah. And then there's just not. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't think there's any, like, I don't, like, I respect the people who love metal music, but I, but I have anxiety and I don't need more in my life. And that would in, like ignite anxiety in me. It's just very oh. angering, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like, the, I agree. I get what you're saying. And for you, that's like deep house. You're like deep house is my metal music. And it's so frustrating. I and, just can't. And yeah. So those things, it would, the music in the movies for me is like, would be nice to also like similar things. Like mm-hmm. I love horror movies. And horror movies? Horror horror movies. Oh yeah. I'm a pussy. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's I mean for me that's the appeal. It's like cuddling up and watching a horror movie is like an experience. To I love like old school 70s, 80s music. So someone that listens to that and listens to less of the modern stuff is an appeal to me because on a Sunday we can just sit and chill and listen to some LPs and, or, or whatever Spotify 70s chill playlist on let's go. Right. Um, so those, like, there's a couple things like that, that for like a romantic partner, because you will be spending so much time with them. That is like, that's important. No, that's fair. I mean, it, you know, in in doing a lot of research about this episode a little bit too, um, you know, they were saying some of the benefits is also that it creates balance and stability sometimes uh, in that idea of what you, you know, if you and I, I feel like maybe as performers a little bit, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm making a stereotype, but can 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 get a little worked up. Right. And, and so it's sometimes nice to date people that are a little calmer and, and kind of bring you down and, and don't get as, as anxious. Yes. And so that's like a nice balance. That's like, and then I learned those skills. Say that again. I'm sorry. So I also have anxiety too. Yeah. I identify with that totally. And then it's nice when like somebody is like a bit more positive and like I, I think I mean you and I are probably positive people. I'm really positive, but at the same time I can still get like <gasps> worked up. We're sensitive to yes. like sensitive emotional creatures. And and you know, I like to think of uh, you know, Usama's heartbeat does not 
change much, whether crazy shit is happening around him or it's not, you know? And so, um, and I'm sure that's one that's part of the appeal a little bit for you too, right? Like that's the same with my best friends. My best friends are not in, I don't know if uh, Osama's in the business, but my friends are not in the business. And yeah. And I love it. It keeps me a little grounded. They're very calm. They don't care about the shit that's happening. And their advice to me is like, like as a human versus coming from any kind of career perspective. Yeah, totally. As a human. Yeah. And, and it's never about like, this is what you need to do with your manager or agent. And this is the way you need to, it's always just like, Hey, there's food in the fridge. Yep. No, totally. Totally. And I mean, one, you know, another aspect I was reading about was like, it helps you face your fears sometimes. Um, and it made me think about, um, Courtney Kardashian and Travis, uh, Barker. Cause yeah. you know, Travis Barker had a, a plane crash. I don't know now, over 10 years ago. And, uh, and he was, he was, I think the lone survivor, him and, and Adam Goldstein, and then he died. Anyway, so Travis Barker was like the only person long-term who survived that plane crash and has never flown since. And now he's dating Kourtney Kardashian. And he, for the first time, got on a plane and went to Mexico um, with her. And I thought that was like beautiful in the sense that like, I'm sure she slowly kind of eased his fears and held his hand and said like, let's do this thing together. And it just reminds me of the time I, so stupid, but like not comparable. But like when I dated a boyfriend, I was scared of going on roller coasters and he was like, let's try this. And now I love roller coasters. Boom. There you go. Makes you face your fears. Yes. And so, like, I think it just goes to show we're, like, always changing as people. And there's people around us that can help us get to the other side of the fear, that there is so much to love on something, you know? It's the moment that we say that we are this, I am this, I will never change, I'm always going to be this, that we fall into a trap of not inviting someone who's opposite from us mm-hmm. inside, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and being open to to everything and experiences it, all, in dating and everything. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to ask, what are, you know, earlier we, we talked about, about wavelength and values and stuff. I definitely want to touch on that before, you know, we wrap up the episode of like, what are some of the values that do matter in in a relationship over all the surface level shit we're talking about, music choices and, and, you know, movies and the foods you like to eat. What values sort of Um, can you not be opposed about? Okay. Something that, like, like I said, because I have a very dark sense of humor, someone who appreciates that must have a tremendous amount of compassion. Because otherwise, that dark sense of humor is misplaced. And so compassion and kindness mm-hmm. to other people are have to be number number one. Like, have to see the world as, like, people are good. You have to believe people are good. Because if you don't, then it just becomes so fucking bleak. You know, you can't 
live in fear that someone is going to fuck you always. And you have to believe that people want the best for people and people like to connect and love each other. If you believe that everyone is just selfish and acts within their own interests always, and that's just how the world is, you just become jaded. So I think one, kindness, compassion, and waiting to judge is, and, and that sort of, those, those values are number one. And then two, I think uh, we talked about, you know, uh, laughing. So openness to hearing different perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I think that when you talk about laughing, where that comes from is understanding and appreciating why someone might find something funny or relatable or whatever. And that comes from being open. And I think a lot of the problem now in terms of values is that people become a little bit narrow-minded or like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you can't do that. Or like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Like, how is someone supposed to grow if, if, you know, so I think allowing space for that is, yeah, is, and, and so that's a value. I absolutely, I think three, yeah. um, curiosity. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Curiosity in other people, in intellectual things, in why something is the way it is, in asking questions, mm-hmm. using logic and reason to figure out an answer. Four, resourcefulness. Ooh. Resourcefulness is so, so important. If someone has just been handed a silver spoon, um, their whole lives. I think sometimes it's very hard for that person to be resourceful. I've seen it happen, but it's harder. I think resilience and resourcefulness is born through difficulty. And so if there's some difficult times, whether financial, emotional, physical, whatever it is that someone has gone through, it just, I think it creates two different versions. One person who's very jaded about the world and thinks everyone, everything is shit. And the other person who's incredibly sensitive, compassionate, and doesn't complain about things that are the day-to-days and sees things in, on, in a greater perspective because I'm like, man, they've seen some shit. Yep. So um, that. And I think lastly, just to drive to better themselves, mm. uh, ambition, and a drive to better themselves. When we talk about ambition, it's not like, my God, I want, I want someone who's going to take over the world. It's like someone who's just going to be better tr- or try to be better than they were yesterday. Um, and That's I think a great point, yeah. And I think that all those, I think I mentioned about four or five things, and I think those so important because that like rubs off on me. And those are things that I value and I'm not perfect, but like, those are the things that I strive for. And so that's something I want my partner to be, you Mm -hmm. know? So if you think of the opposite of all those things, right? Meanness, cruelty, laziness, instead of ambition, narrow mindedness, um, instead of curiosity, just like seeking answers instead of asking questions. You find not really attractive traits in people because 
It's like, how am I going to grow with you if you don't have these things? Mm-hmm. Very soon, we might actually hate each other because like we're growing in different directions. So, And you might like the same movies, but if they have those other negative values, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, guys, for, you know, for people listening, I think uh, these are some great sort of values to think about, but also, you know, some to think about below the, the surface level is like, even your belief in relationships or monogamy, like that's becoming a real thing now. You know, a lot of people are like, I don't even believe in monogamy or I believe in these different relationship styles. Like that is a core value that you have to think about. Your communication styles. You know, if one person um, fights a certain way and another fights a certain way or someone communicates and another doesn't like to talk about anything, um, that's something to think about. Sex drives. I know, know that sounds silly, but, you know, uh, that's like a big thing that um, is really hard to compromise on until unless both people are very open, like couple said, which is like if one is very low and one is high, you can still make it work, but no, it will take a little more work. Um, and finances huge one. You know, if uh, that's like a real core value of like, if somebody is a total spender and they're like YOLO and you are like, no, I need to plan for a future, um, know that those things uh, are probably core values to to think about before jumping in, even if you like a lot of the other surface level things in life. Um, couple last thing, last question before we wrap this up. Um, how can people, like, wh- what are some of the keys to trying to make it work with somebody that is your opposite? I'm sorry. I'm just writing down all of these other things you said because they're so <laughs> lovely. Uh, 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 communication, finances, sex drive, uh, how- and How you see relationships, your family also. Like, that's a big deal breaker for me is um, I'm very close to my family. and. Yeah. Not that I don't mind if somebody else isn't close to theirs, but I found that they had trouble with me being close to mine. And uh, and I didn't appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, you know? wow. Like, you know how it is? Like, if they see parents are to come into town, I'm like, I would never, my, I would move, I would not sleep on my bed. My parents would take my bed. I'd take the couch. Yeah, like, that's how it is. Like, I would never go like, hey, parents you know? stay in a hotel. But I've dated people who are like, wait, why are your parents staying with you? And I was like, what? Are you kidding? Of course they are. Like, like my, and then my mom's going to make breakfast. In the morning. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm like, and, and they take my car and they do whatever they want. Like they're the boss. They take the fuck they want. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works. And because, you know, I owe them for everything and I, or whatever it is. And we respect like, them and we love them. Stuff. And like, and I think, you know, I, I just briefly, I was yeah. with someone who, who didn't, she didn't feel the same about the whole parental respect. Like when I met her parents, I went above and beyond because I'm like, are you kidding? Like, even if I'm tired and like feel disgusting, I will turn it on for the parents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's what something that's so important to me as well. Right. And then when the flip happened, like she sort of like hung out in her room when she visited my parents and like didn't really like make an effort with my sister. And that's a big deal breaker to me because my sister and, and my parents, like she was fine, like cordial and this and that, but like, I don't know, like that. I was just like turned off by that because like long-term 
like family and like these like being together as a family is so important to me. And and if you're not making an effort, that's like it's a turnoff. No, totally. I get it. I completely get it. But how can somebody still try to make it work with somebody who is their opposite? I mean, I definitely think we talked about compromise as one thing, you know, compromise is really important. Um, I also think, I mean, basic respect, you know, I think you can make anything work with somebody if there's a respect for each other. Yeah. What are some of these other things that are important to try to make something work with an opposite? Um, you, you mentioned one curiosity, huge thing. Curiosity. I think curiosity is for sure. I mean, like, I think to make things work, I think it's all about at the end of the day, like, like dispute and resolution. Mm. Um, and how you communicate, you, you mentioned this, right? Like communication and how, how you fight. And I think that, you know, we talk about setting boundaries and, and, and what is like, Hey, just being like, this is really important to me. Like, I really want you to make an effort with, with parents because like, this is something that like, means a lot to me. And then just seeing how they respond to that. They're like, actually, fuck you. I'm going to do my own thing. And, and then maybe it's, it's, you have to decide if that's right for you or if that's something that you're like, okay, fine. Like, this is not a fight that I'm willing to, you know, this is not a hill that I want to die on or it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, and sometimes it is a hill you want to die on. Yeah. Right. Um, well, so. couple, this was fucking awesome. And uh, you're not completely done. We have something called six questions. But before that, I want to uh, remind everybody to figure out how Kapil and Selena made this work in Americanish, which is in uh, select theaters now or in festivals. And you will, f- they will, we will. F- Find a way to see it soon, right? How do, how can people see it? Yeah, it's uh, doing the festival circuit right now. Hopefully, we'll. Um, I got to talk to Eman and uh, Isa uh, about release, like wide release stuff. So yeah. um, maybe you know we can we can get back to the listeners on that. But uh, yeah, I know that it's doing the festival circuit right now. And it should be coming, if you're in a major city, I'm sure it'll be coming to- I think uh, it's coming to LA soon, LA and San Diego Oh, soon. great. Yeah, because I think it's, it was in New York. It yeah. might still be New York, but it's coming to LA. So yeah. if you're in LA, it's coming to you. Yes. Uh, so couple, here are your six questions, okay? It's like rapid fire. Don't overthink it too much. It's like Oprah Super Soul Sunday, but about dating. Um, okay. So couple, what yeah. is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Uh, smile and how they laugh. Nice. Uh, what is one deal breaker? Um, one deal breaker is cruelty to people around you in subtle ways. That's a good one. What turns you on? Um, eye contact and physicality. What are one of your strengths and your weaknesses in relationships? Making someone laugh, huge strength weakness uh sometimes i get riled up and worked up about certain things and it takes me like i need to like before i have a conversation about something i need to like calm down 
I'm the exact same way. I'm like, don't talk to me in the moment. I need to <laughs> gather my yeah. thoughts. I need to gather um, my too much. Yeah. Yep. I feel the same. Um, Kapil, what is love? Love is something that I have no fucking clue what it is right now because I feel like people who I think are in love, there's an insane depth to it. And I think describing love where I haven't felt it is not fair. I think there's something much deeper in, I have no clue, but uh, if you're in love, I am so jealous. That is one of the most honest answers we've heard. Um, and your last question, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Get home safe. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you're already home, but I hope you get home safe. I know. <laughs> it's those little things, right? Like it that it's like people who have a hard time saying I love you say it actually in, in different ways, I think. And and so when I said get home safe, it's like, hey, like, I love you. I care about you. Um, so get home safe. I love that one. Well, Kapil, thank you so much for being on the show. How can everyone find you? Tell tell everybody and, and your new shows, everything you're up to. I am on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can, um, on mostly on Instagram, I'm under K. Talwa, K-T-A-L-W-A-L-K. And uh, on Twitter, at my first and last name. And on Facebook, at my first and last name. So you can find me on there. Shoot me a message, something. Um, slide, in, slide into his DMs, guys. Do it. DMs, yo. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to have all of his uh, socials in the description of this episode. So please follow Kapil. And when are we going to see you in Night Court and all that stuff? So, uh, you know, NBC has to get back to us on, you know, if and when. The, yeah, if it's green And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. But that's but that's what's coming up. Crossing all the fingers for you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, make sure you follow us. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend, rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. I'd be so grateful. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. And Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.